What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Dave, and this is the Chase the Summit Trail Talk podcast, where we talk all things fitness tech, running, wearables, uh, whatever piques my interest to that week is what we talk about in this podcast. Today was supposed to be a really special episode. Unfortunately, it's just me. So I was planning on having my wife on as a guest. She would be sitting here. Unfortunately, our scheduling is so hard because our free time is either nine o'clock or 10 o'clock at night or when the kids are not in the house, which is very rare. But I thought it would be cool to have her on, talk about her running goals and what's going on with her and kind of introduce you, the audience, to her um, because she's been in a couple of my videos on YouTube but hasn't really made an appearance here. Maybe next time. I think that's the answer. We're going to do it next time. But this time, it's just me again. Uh, I do want to do this podcast because there is a lot of news this week. There's a couple of things I want to catch up on, a couple of things I want to talk to you about, and that's what we're going to do today. Before we dive in, though, I do want to give a huge shout out to the YouTube members and Patreon members. If you're not aware, YouTube and Patreon are two places where you can support me straight up monetarily. So on Patreon, you can commit a few bucks each month, which really goes a long way for me keeping the lights on in this place. And on YouTube, you can also do the same thing with YouTube members. I would prefer Patreon because they don't take as big of a cut as YouTube. But uh, if you like YouTube members, feel free to do it over there as well. Big shout out to you guys. I really appreciate it. And it's really helped me transition into a new, uh, a new era of life, which I want to talk about in this podcast today. Uh, another big shout out to the merch store. If you're unaware, I've been running a Black Friday sale since friggin' December now. <laughs> from November actually. And it's still going on because I have not turned it off. If you want 20% off a Trace to Summit trucker hat, I've got one in the background here. Or uh, if you want to get a sticker or I'm working on some new merch as well, check out the link in the show notes down below and head on over there. The code is BFCTS20 at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Thanks for the support. Okay. Another big announcement. For, for listeners out there that are not on YouTube, I have an entirely new YouTube channel just for this podcast. It's called Chase the Summit Trail Talk Podcast, but it's a YouTube channel. So if you're a listener on Apple Music or Spotify or any of those other platforms, you can continue to listen there. I'll, I'll still be posting there. Um, nothing changes. However, there is an additional option to actually view this on YouTube. And now you can actually see me. Whether or not that's a good thing, I don't know. Today, I haven't showered, haven't even brushed my teeth yet, but uh, it's time to podcast, so I'm here, and you can see the disaster, the train wreck that I am today. I hope you enjoy that. Uh, but if you if you haven't checked out the, the YouTube channel yet, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes, and it would mean a lot to me if you would head over there and just click the subscribe button, uh, because... I have like no subscribers. I think there's 12 subscribers to that channel and I would like to grow that. Um, it would make me feel better about editing video just for that uh, channel. So if you haven't yet, go click subscribe at the Chase the Summit YouTube channel, the Chase the Summit Trail Talk YouTube channel and the main channel, both linked in the show notes down below. Let's get right into it. Uh, I wanna talk about one big thing that's changed in my life lately. It's a pretty big change. And it's the reason why I'm able to do all this additional content like video podcasting. Uh, I have a career shift. This is kind of a big deal for me. So the, for those of you unaware, I've worked in uh, the field of mechanical engineering for 
like well over a decade, like 14, 15 years. I got into it right out of trade school, which I went to a a tech or a vocational high school. And I, I went right into the field. I did it for a long time. I worked my way up the career ladder. I was making really good money. Uh, I got had stock options and a principal in my title. And, uh, you know, from the outside, I was doing really well. Uh, but I'm just going to say it. I quit that job to do this, which is crazy. I know. And it it is a very dramatic career shift. Now, this is something I've talked to my wife about for a long time. I've w- wanted to just go full-time on YouTube and content creation for a very long time. Um, ever since I got into YouTube, you know, two years ago or three years ago, I kind of forget at this point, but I, I always had a challenge doing it because, well, I have a great job or had a great job. And when you try to explain this to friends and family uh, or even coworkers, they don't quite understand, you know, what I do and how it's a job, how you, how YouTube could possibly be a job or podcasting even. Uh, and I hit, you know, I've thought it, like I said, I thought about it for a while. I've talked to my wife about it. She was kind of on board, uh, you know, for a long time because she saw, you know, how unhappy, like the corporate cubicle life made me. So I kind of hit this, like, I guess the straw that broke the camel's back happened uh, a few weeks ago. I was sitting in a meeting uh, and, you know, it was one of those meetings where it just felt totally pointless. I don't know why I was there. I don't know why the room was full of people and why everyone was getting paid to sit there because the topic of conversation meant nothing. It was a pointless corporate meeting and no one cared about what the guy was saying. And I just at that moment started typing up my resignation letter letter, uh, in my email. I had this realization, like if I don't try to do this now, it's life is only going to get harder. I'm going to get older. You know, the kids will, you know, require more financially down the road. Uh, now is the time to try to do this. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And you know, I've planned for this the past couple of years. I basically took anything I made off YouTube and I socked it away in a bank account and didn't touch it. So I've got this sort of buffer to buy me some time. Um, I don't even know how much you guys care about this, but it's, you know, it's important to me and it's a big change in my life. So I'm going to talk about it here. And I also wanted to share this just because um, I feel like a lot of people fall into this rut here in America, especially we, we basically live to work in this country. We work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And we're also trained from child from childhood up to respect people that absolutely grind themselves to the bone working their jobs. That work is the most critical thing in, in the world. Happiness comes second or third. You should work. You should grind your ass off every day and, you know, be dead by the time you get home. And people respect that. And in a way, yes, I totally respect people who who work really hard and and they totally deserve everything that comes to them. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that enjoy the grind and enjoy working uh, that corporate job and enjoy the the reward of killing themselves at work to to get res- recognition from their boss or coworkers or or, or family even um, because you know in my position the job I had. When I'd go to, you know, Christmas dinner at my in-laws house or, or a family event, P- 
people always say, oh, there's Dave. He's that mechanical engineer guy. And people respect that. Uh, so that's why changing careers is really hard, especially at my age. I'm closing in on 40. Uh, but the, the reason why I want to share this is because it is possible. And in that moment, in that meeting, I thought to myself, why can't I do something that makes me happy and feel fulfilled and, you know, is creative and it, it lets me, exp uh, you know, be me really. And why not me? Why can't I do that? There are people trying to do it. Why can't I do it? Uh, and in that moment, I decided I'm going to give it a try and I'm going to try like hell. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We brush up the resume and we go back to the corporate world. And what did I lose? Maybe, maybe a little bit of money. Uh, let's be honest here, but I, I feel like I have to try. I owe it to myself to try. So that's the big, you know, big announcement in this podcast. Uh, I'm a full-time YouTuber now, I guess it's kind of cringy to say, I, I guess I prefer the term content creator or, uh, just video creator or producer. I don't know when people ask what I do now, I don't know how to answer them. I guess I'll just go with like, uh, I, I make videos, but then, you know, people's mind can, minds can run with that too. Uh, I'll have to work on, on how I, how I approach that with that out of the way. I, I'm sorry to derail this podcast. It's just, it's a topic I want to talk about because like I said, it's important to me. So, uh, why not share it here? Maybe some of you can glean some inspiration from this, some motivation to try your own thing. Maybe you're an artist. You like making uh, canvas paint stuff and you want to sell it on Etsy. It sounds crazy to most people that people could do that as a career or a job. And maybe you should try to pursue it. I'm not saying go quit your job now. <laughs> Everyone needs money. I get that. Don't go quit your job because I'm saying this stuff. Like I said, I planned for a very long time before I made this leap. So I have a financial buffer to make sure that I can keep paying for uh, our house and our kids' meals and everything. So don't go quit your job on my account. Just maybe keep in mind that it is possible to make a dramatic life change. And it's up to you to make that change. No one else is going to make it for you. And I, I was in that boat. I was hoping somebody was going to be like, dude, just go for it. But no one's going to say that. Not even my wife, because she, just like me, she's, she's scared about this whole process as well, because I made a significant amount of money at my old job. So just go for it and plan ahead. Ha maybe write out a calendar and, and see you know, what's, what's the long-term goal and, and what short-term goals can you do to get to that long-term goal? Okay. I'm going to drop that there. Uh, just something I wanted to bring up. And I also want to just quickly thank everybody who's listening to this podcast. I want to thank everybody who's watched the YouTube videos because without you, without the viewer, the listener, this would not be a reality. And I'm really excited about this next, next chapter. I don't, I don't know what creatively it's going to bring. Uh, it is very stressful now, but it's also very exciting. Um, yeah. So another, another quick thing about the podcast channel, the YouTube channel that I just talked about is if you haven't noticed yet, I've got a setup here for multiple microphones. So, um, I do plan on having in-person guests in the future, and I think that would be really fun. So stay tuned for that. Again, I'm, my wife was supposed to be here. So let's just pretend, pretend she's over here. Okay. With all that banter out of the way, how long we've we been recording for 12 minutes and 38 seconds. And I still haven't got to anything of value. I'm sorry about that. Uh, 
let's let's go through some of the uh, news. Oh, oh, but I got to talk about my toe. I'm sorry. One more topic. Uh, my toe. If you're a podcast listener, you know, a few weeks ago, I broke my toe, which is just so much fun. Actually, I can show you now. This is a laptop I dropped off a ladder onto my toe. This is the very laptop and it's still working great. So my toe uh, made a sacrifice for the greater good and the laptop survived. Anyways, uh, so on January 17th, I broke my toe. That was the very day it happened. Had an x-ray done that day, broken, really broken. And then I had a follow-up appointment with an orthopedic uh, about a month ago. X-ray revealed that it was still broken. And I just had a follow-up again yesterday and they did another x-ray and the, the freaking x-ray looked worse this time. And I was like baffled by this. So like the crack in my toe actually looked darker. Like there was more contrast to there. And I was like, what the heck? I was talking to the doctor, like what's going on here? Why does it look worse? And he explained that it's actually normal uh, for your, your body actually absorbs some of that bone the fragments that get stuck in there. Basically like when your bone cracks, there's like debris that gets stuck in the joint and your body actually absorbs all of that debris, pulls it back in and then starts rebuilding new bone once it's all clean, basically. Uh, so that's what what's my foot is doing right now, apparently, uh, according to that x-ray. It does feel a lot better, uh, but unfortunately, I'm still not at 100%. I can't run for more than two miles without like excruciating pain. Um, and honestly, I shouldn't be even doing that because, uh, I could, I'm at risk of re-breaking it and then I'd be starting all over again. So the toe is still broken. I am, however, doing like walks and a little bit of jogging because I have to for some testing I'm doing on some devices, uh, that are coming up in, in future reviews. Uh, so I'm still out there doing things. I just can't like run a hundred miles, which is, is a real problem because I have a hundred mile ultra marathon booked for July this year. And that feels like it's, it's creeping up on me really fast, which is the Vermont 100. I'm on the wait list for that race, but I'm number 13. So odds are I'm going to get in usually within the last couple of weeks of, uh, before the race, a lot of people drop and a bunch of people get in off the wait list, which will probably happen again today. Uh, but this whole thing has been the thing with the toe is like, it feels so stupid. It's like a tiny little organ. Is it? No, tiny little, uh, limb on my body. And it's preventing me from doing the thing I love, which ah, drives me nuts, but we're moving in the right direction. The doctor said, you know, things are looking good. Um, my strength is there. There's no complications. So I should be thankful for that. I'm just a little annoyed that I can't run at full capacity yet. And let's, Pivot now into some of the news. Uh, first of all, I think we'll call this news is um, if you've been following Koros at all, the watchmaker Koros, uh, they launched the Killian Journey uh, limited edition Apex 2 Pro GPS multi-sport watch like, what was that, about a month ago now? And during that launch, they talked about uh, Killian Journey's training camp where people who buy this watch have the, the chance to join a lottery to get into a training camp with Killian himself. He's going to be coaching 30 people that buy the watch and those 30 people were just selected. Um, and so the, the training camp started some exciting news though, is that Koros also invited me 
to try the training camp as well. So I've been involved with the course training camp uh, with Killian and it started on May 6th, which was three days ago. So we got the training plan downloaded to our watches. We have it in our Coros training hub. And uh, the problem is I have a broken toe. <laughs> but I did explain to Coros that the toe is broken and that I probably can't participate at full capacity yet because the training plan that they provided is like, it starts at like 40 miles a week and ramps up to like 57 miles a week. And I'm just not there right now with my toe. So I told them I, I can't do everything, but I'll do what I can in my capabilities. And so they're cool with that. But the really cool thing is uh, on May, was it May 5th? Right before the training started, there was a uh, Zoom call with Killian himself. And he kind of explained how he wants this to work. It's pretty cool. So you, you're provided kind of a generic training plan where you fall into different buckets, like beginner, intermediate, advanced. And then you comment in the Coros training hub uh, based on your capabilities, what's going on with you. Uh, for me, I can say I have a broken toe and Killian himself will actually go into training hub as your coach and he will modify the workouts and training plan based on your situation. So if you're training for a hundred mile ultra marathon, Killian's going to adapt that for your specific use case. Super cool. So in, in my situation and all these other people's in the, the little group that we're in uh, doing the, the training hub now, we have access to Killian himself until May for training, which is super cool. Um, and I know uh, my buddy Ryan Clayton out there on YouTube, he just posted a video about this as well if you want to learn a little bit more about it. Uh, but the cool thing is we're getting like training with Killian. But after this is all over, they're actually going to release the training plans into the Coros ecosystem. So anybody with a Pace 2 or an Apex or an Apex 2 Pro or any watch out there is able to download this training plan and try it out for themselves. So we're kind of like the guinea pigs to test it out. And then down the road, it's going to be publicly re released. So you can try it out yourself. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, stay tuned for video about this on YouTube. Uh, I'll continue to update you in the podcast as well, but I thought it was pretty cool. And I'm, I'm excited to be part of it and, and, you know, go through it and kind of give you all the details I learned along the way. With that out of the way, let's get into the next topic of news. We've got Candace Burt, uh, if you haven't been following Candice, she's an ultra runner and she is going for the world record record attempt, world record attempt, if I can talk today, for the most consecutive days of running an ultra marathon every day. So the current st standing record is 123 days. So she, she needs to exceed that to break the record. I believe today is 121 or 122. So she's like days away from the record being broken. I should probably Google it right now, right now, but I'm not going to because I'm podcasting, uh, but it's very close. So really impressive stuff. She's run like well over 3000 miles in the past hundred days. It's bananas. So go check her out on Instagram. Make sure you give her a follow to stay up to date with her progress. Every day she's posting a story about her run that day. I can't tell if it's got like really good for endurance and for your body to be just hammered like that. Or if it's like she's going to need like several months off after this to just get back to a baseline. Either way, very impressive. So go give uh, Candace a follow. Give her some, you know, give her some some support, some positive attitude on her Instagram and keep her going. Uh, okay, moving right along into fitness tech news. 
Couple of things happened in the past few days. First of all, big release from Garmin, the Garmin Foreigner 265, 265S, and 965. Basically, in a nutshell, these new Garmin models are basically like the same as the older Garmin models. So if you have a 255, it's basically a 265. And if you have a 955, it's basically the 965. The major difference here is that these new models come with an AMOLED touch-enabled display, and it's a beautiful display. It's really good. Garmin did send me the 265, but I'm still waiting for the 965 to come in, which is a bummer because that's the one I'm really, really excited about because it's got the full mapping and all the capabilities where the 265 does not have mapping, but it's got a lot going for it. So um, really cool devices, pretty expensive, uh, either $450 or $600. Uh, the 265 you can get with a 1.1 inch AMOLED display or a 1.3 inch AMOLED display. And the really weird thing with the 265 is that the battery life specs are actually backwards. They're kind of flip-flopped. So if you know Garmin's basically every model that they release with an S variant stands for small. Uh, so you can get a Garmin Foreigner 255, which is the big one or 255S, which is the small one. And historically, with all these smaller big models, the small one would get less battery life because it's smaller with a smaller battery, where the big one would get more battery life because it's bigger, you get a bigger battery in there. But in the case of the 265 and 265S, it's opposite. So it turns out Garmin used the same exact battery in both the 265S and 265. And because of that, the bigger model with a bigger display consumes more battery. So the small 265S actually gets better battery life than the bigger 265. It's not like wildly different. We're talking 13 days of battery life on the 265 and 15 days on the 265S and 24 hours in GPS mode on the bigger model and 30 hours on the smaller model. So there is a difference, but it's kind of minor. Uh, I don't know why they did this. I don't know why they didn't just go back to what they usually do with the bigger battery and the bigger case. Uh, but for whatever reason, that's the way it worked out. So if you want the bigger display, you're going to take a little bit of a hit in battery life, even though the battery life is pretty good. Uh, on the 965, however, it's actually got better battery life than the 955, which was a model with a transflective kind of dull display and not a big bright AMOLED display. So you get uh, 23 days of battery life on the new 965 where the old 955 only got 15 days. It's kind of crazy. Um, the new 965S though is by and large a 955 and it actually costs the same amount of money. So I feel like Garmin's really made this pretty confusing for people trying to shop. Which one do you get? Do you get the OLED display or the transflective part of me thinks like options are great, but also part of me thinks too many options are just getting way too confusing. A couple of new updates uh, from Garmin as well. There is a new outdoor maps plus subscription that I have a whole video about. I'll link that in the show notes down below uh, where you can sign up for a subscription for these new maps. And these new maps have things like hunting maps and land boundaries, pu public lands, uh, all this additional information that you can download to your watch over Wi-Fi to get more detail on your map, including photorealistic satellite view, like if you're using Google Maps satellites or something like that. And you can have that on a watch like a Garmin Epix Gen 2, just super cool. 
Now, the downside here is, like I said, it's subscription. So 50 bucks a year gains you access to these new maps. And uh, the comment section on my YouTube video about this is really interesting because people seem to think the Garmin launching this new subscription package uh, is an indication of what's to come from Garmin. Like they're going to just roll out, you know, subscriptions for using Garmin Connect or getting body battery or things like that. Everyone in the comments, I mean, 90% of the comments on that video are negative. Everyone's very concerned about uh, Garmin's, Garmin, you know, getting subscription fever and, you know, putting subscriptions on everything, which I don't think will be the case, but it is an interesting point to bring up where if this maps thing is successful, where does it go from here? Do they just do maps on subscription or do they pull a Fitbit and start having exclusive features that you need to pay for? I don't know. I'm interested to hear from you. Comment on the YouTube channel down below and let me know what you think. Uh, another piece of fitness tech news coming in hot from Casio G-Shock is a new device called the GBD H1 H2000. Uh, I have a video about the older model of this. So basically the GBD H1000 is a device that is primarily a solar powered GPS watch. And if you don't use the GPS feature, this thing's basically got unlimited battery life. It'll run for days and days and never run out of battery. And months and months, in fact. And I actually have my GBD H2, H1000 in a drawer over here on the side of the studio here. And I checked on it before this podcast and it's still going. I haven't charged that watch in like well over a year. So pretty cool. But uh, that watch was very limited in capabilities. It had GPS, but it only had one activity activity for running. That's all you could do with it. Um, and the wellness metrics, like step counting, sleep tracking, things like that, were pretty pretty lackluster. Not amazing. Also, it was big and chunky, and the display was kind of a letdown. But that's because it was prioritizing battery life. Now, this new Casio GBD H2000 is basically the same watch. It's still big and chunky. It still has a kind of a crappy display. But this time around, Casio worked with Polar. Polar, the watchmaker, to use their algorithms. Basically, Casio licensed Polar's algorithms to put into the GBD H2000. So now you've got things like your uh, training load pro that you would get on a Polar Vantage V2. You got that on a Casio G-Shock. You get training status, training load, sleep tracking with nightly recharge and ANS. You get the running index for VO2 max estimation. And they even have the energy used widget that shows what kind of carbohydrates versus fat versus calories you used during an activity. This is all packed into a Casio now, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but it's pretty different, especially for Casio. I was really not expecting this. I really want to get my hands on one of these to test them out. They're pretty expensive, so I'm, I might just have to buy one. So stay tuned to the main YouTube channel for a review on that in the future. I don't have one yet, but uh, it'll be there soon. Okay, I've got one more topic of news to cover today, and it's not fitness tech news or electronic at all. It's really for you runners out there. I found this story kind of interesting. So this comes from upinews.com, but I found this on a whole bunch of different websites, uh, still live, US News, etc., uh, this basically is, there's a doctor out in California, Dr. Matthews 
Dr. Matthew James Hartwell, who's an orthopedic surgeon for sports medicine out at the University of California in San Francisco. Learn how to talk, Dave. Basically, this doctor has done a really in-depth study of runners at this year's uh, Chicago Marathon, I believe. And he's kind of proven that running doesn't directly affect your risk of hip or knee arthritis. He actually proved that uh, running isn't the main contributing factor to these ailments with arthritis. It really comes down to your BMI or how big you are, how heavy you are in your joints and things like that. So you would think that running would help you in the other direction, where if you're burning calories, you're lighter weight, it's easier for your body to carry you around. Uh, there's a whole bunch of information on this, and I'll, I'll drop a link to the article in the show notes down below. But I thought this was kind of interesting because you have heard this before. If you're a runner and you go to, you know, your family event uh, and you tell your friends and family that you run, the first thing everybody get, is going to say to you is, oh, well, watch out for your knees, Dave. Watch out for your knees. They're they're going to go south eventually. And if this is true, if, if this Dr. Hartwell has really proven it, uh, we can prove them wrong now because... Like I've said for years is, uh, I'd rather have, I'd rather be up and moving than on the couch. <laughs> like if running's bad for you, being on the couch is worse for you, right? So you got to pick the lesser of two evils here. And I, I'm just, I'm glad to see the article. I'm glad somebody's done the studying on it and, uh, it's pretty interesting. So check out the link in the show notes if you want to learn more about it. Okay. We're, uh, what are we 30 minutes into this podcast episode? I think I'm going to wrap it up here. I didn't have a whole lot to talk about this week, but I did want to just update you, get a video up on the new podcast channel because that's very exciting. And uh, yeah. All right, friends, we have come to the end of this podcast. We're 30 minutes in and I'm still talking. I didn't have a whole bunch of news to cover this week and I didn't have a whole bunch of topics because I was expecting my guest here, but stay tuned because that'll be happening very soon, hopefully the next next episode, if we can get the scheduling right. If you found this podcast fun, entertaining, anything helpful, useful, uh, make sure you give me a thumbs up on YouTube and subscribe down below. That really helped me out. It'll help that YouTube channel grow because like I said, it's a new YouTube channel and there's nobody over there. Also, if you're on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Deezer, any of those other platforms, please give me a five-star rating. If you found this podcast helpful or you enjoy following along, that'd be really great. And finally, if you want to be featured in this podcast, I do a Q&A segment in basically every episode except for this one because I had different plans for this episode. Um, follow me on Instagram over at Chase the Summit on Instagram. I usually throw up a story once a week and I just ask the viewers or listeners for some Q&A. Ask me a question and I will read it live on the podcast and respond to it in real time with zero preparation. So it really puts me on the spot. So follow me on Instagram. Make sure you do that. Follow me on Strava. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on the main YouTube channel. All the things that are linked in the show notes down below. I got to go now because there's a guy digging a hole outside my house right now and I'm sure it's coming through on this microphone, but we're making it work. All right, friends, thanks for tuning in this time. Stay tuned for the next episode that should be next week. And I appreciate it. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.